She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of She Loves Herself, the podcast. It's Friday, so of course we have another guest for you on this gorgeous Friday, wherever you are. I am actually in Las Vegas right now, so it is such a beautiful day. I'm having so much fun. Um, I don't know what you guys are up to, but whatever you're up to this weekend have an absolute blast make sure you do something that fills you up and makes you feel amazing so today's guest is someone really amazing as always I say that about everyone don't I my guest is amazing today they all are and I am so so grateful that I get to interview and connect with these incredible human beings that come on to the show and share their wisdom their truth their authenticity and today's guest is no exception I have the amazing energy healer certified allergy healing practitioner certified magnetic mind coach, certified yoga teacher, emotional code practitioner, certified transformational nutritional coach and she also holds a bachelor's in psychology. Her name is Amanda Monnier. Amanda Monnier and we had such a giggle when I was trying to pronounce her name. I'm like, God, is this right? Am I saying this right? She is so incredible. She assists her clients in healing old wounds and up-leveling to the highest soul-aligned version of themselves. Amanda is a woman on a mission to create movement of healed, intuitively connected humans, people who are truly aligned to their heart and soul, creating a life on their terms and passionately unleashing their gifts into the world. Amanda is completely committed to her soul work of changing lives and in this episode we talk about um, spiritual awakenings, the dark night of the soul and this is something I've had oh in the past 12 months I think I've had two dark nights of the soul and let me tell you you know when it's happening to you and we talk about how you can recognize it and how you can navigate through a dark night of the soul we talk about energy healing we talk about human design and soul alignment and so much more I felt like I knew Amanda I don't know if I knew her in a past life she was maybe my sister in a past life but we had such a giggle we kept saying the same things at the same time there was so much connection between us and I absolutely love this episode I hope you guys too go give her a follow you can check out her links all in the show notes um, her Instagram handle her website and everything that you need to connect with Amanda is in the show notes so go and do that because she is such a beautiful beautiful human being um, before we move into this episode I want to tell you that I have one final space left on the Empowered Women which starts next week it starts next Thursday that is the 19th of May it is 10 more that you will work through. They're all of my teachings, lessons, and then there is 10 coaching calls with me. So you're coached every week by me. And I also have two amazing experts that come in and deliver the most epic masterclasses. And then we record a podcast episode together at the end. So if this tickles your fancy and you do want to work with me on a really deep soul level, this work is not for the faint-hearted, but it is transformational, then you can potentially take this last spot 
um, reach out to me hello at jill-ritchie.com or message me on Instagram and I will pick it up and we can have a chat do not sit on the fence if you're feeling it then there is a call for you to do something about this so let's have a chat um, have an awesome weekend guys and I will see you all on Monday for another Monday Love Punch She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie. So welcome to She Loves Herself, the podcast, Amanda Monnier. I said you're starting. Before we started recording, guys, I was like, can I just double check how I pronounce your surname? I just want to make sure I get that right. And you were just telling me it's actually French, which I love. <laughs> yeah, it is French. And uh, my family, so I believe it's supposed to be Monnier, but my family mm. has kind of changed it to Monnier. So, mm. you know, whatever works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love your energy, by the way. Can I just say that? I know you guys can't actually really see Amanda, um, but her energy is really gorgeous. Mm. Oh, thank you so much. So is yours. I just love how this stuff works. And I yeah. felt the same way when I kind of I started listening to one of your podcast episodes and I, I you can just pick up on these things. So yeah. thank you so much for having me, by the way. Oh, it's such a pleasure. It's so lovely to connect. And when I was doing, you know, my research and, and having a look at you, there was quite a few similarities. And so for our listeners, Amanda, I would love you just to give a bit of an intro to who you are. And what it is, what are the amazing things that you are doing right now? Oh, well, thank you so much. So uh, since we humans love to label things, I guess I'll, <laughs> I have, a, I identify as a holistic healer and a visionary, uh, a mentor. So I, I help people really step into that truth of who they are at a soul level. Mm-hmm. And so they are in, in really stepping into this embodiment of their, of their essence as a soul. And secondarily to that, we can release all of the things that are not them. So all the different conditioning, the imprints, um, that to me comes secondary to really stepping into the truth of who you are. So I help people with that. And I am just so passionate about being a part of the ushering of new paradigms into the planet, because I really truly believe we are at such this beautiful place in the evolution of humanity. Mm -hmm. So really having these conversations around this change that we're bringing forward. And part of my journey was realizing I had kind of been pushing up against these walls when I was trying to do things in that old way of doing things, the structures that are already set, the kind of 3D physical paradigms around business and love. And what I realized is that as so many of us are, and if you're listening, you're probably one of these people, is that we're here to actually write the script of the new that we're bringing in because a lot of the old structures just aren't serving where we're at as humanity anymore. And so it's just such a beautiful time on this planet. So I'm just so grateful and humbled to be here. And I always just start off by saying it's like, take what resonates and leave the rest because I just feel we're on our own unique journey. There is absolutely no one like you. And we have this unique soul frequency, unique soul blueprint to unleash to the planet. And so I just find it so um, important for people to remember that, that everything Mm. that you ever need is inside of you. So yes, boom. Oh my goodness. You are on my wavelength. And it's so (laughs) interesting because, um, 
I recorded a couple of episodes earlier this morning um, and I do little 10 minute episodes called the Monday Love Punch and they're just sort of 10 minute episodes and one of them was exactly what you were talking about, about saying that we are really outward focused on if I do this, then I'll be happy. If I do what this person's doing on Instagram, if I do this, then I'll make more money. Then I'll get this thing. Then I'll have this connection. Then I'll have this relationship. And it's it, we actually just really are so disconnected. So many of us are so disconnected from our soul. And then when we do all these things, we either get them or we don't get them. But even when we get the things that we think we want, we think that will make us happy and give us status, we never feel the way we think we're going to feel. That's because that's someone else's soul journey. It's not your journey. And I love that you said that. It's about really coming into the soul, connecting with what resonates with you rather than thinking, I need to be more like X, Y, or Z person because it never works. I've been there. It never does. And I know from reading about you, I'm just going to touch on your previous to to doing what you do you were in law enforcement. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So I would love to hear what, what was that like for you? Like, what was the turning point to say, right, here I am, I've gone into law enforcement and then you've done something so different from that, which I resonate with, but I want to hear from you. What happened in there? What was your turning point? Yeah, this this ties into kind of what I was speaking of earlier, because the reason I'm able to speak about this type of work I do is because I've learned and I'm learning daily how to embody my my unique essence and my soul and really connect deeper with myself. And so when I was in law enforcement, there was a because I did this for about six years and it was part of my journey. So I don't regret it at all. However, there were a couple years into it. I was like, I don't even know who I am. I was so disconnected from my truth. I I had no idea. I, it's like I knew intuitively that there was something I was missing. There was something more. And I'd felt this since I was a little girl. It was like this inner knowing that life was meant to be expansive and beautiful, but I was just experiencing all of these painful patterns on like the cyclical repeat for me in relationships. I, I kind of refer to it as same man, different face because it showed <laughs> up and help me like really dive deep on some of the layers of the the pain and the things that I had experienced as a child. And so in law enforcement, it was because the way that I stayed safe was literally being in this very masculine template, this masculine energetic. And I didn't know and never had experienced what it meant to be feminine. <laughs> it was like anything with like dolls, dresses, like dance. there was a period when I was little where I had loved to sing and dance. Like I was all about all of that in the flow. And there were some things that had happened and some belief systems that I had taken on that were, I I'm too much. I'm, I'm not worthy. If if my perception of my family not even being able to stay together and love me, like how can someone else love me? And so I made a decision at that time because I do believe that our ego and our unconscious and those parts of us do, there is a, a form of, of it keeping us safe because mm-hmm. as you know, a little child, we're really just doing our best with the tools that we have. This is, there's no manual for this human journey. So mm-hmm. I shut down my light. I dimmed my light. I put on these different costumes. And then I ended up 
so to speak, wearing this costume of a law enforcement officer because it was part of my process in understanding that I was not in alignment with my truth and I was really hiding from from that truth and from myself. And so there was actually a, a breakup that happened was kind of this catalyst for my awakening and consciousness, or some people call it the spiritual awakening. Mm. And so I, all this density came up to the surface and I just knew, even though I really tried to run from it, it wasn't something that my soul was like, no, no, (laughs) the universe and my soul had another plan. (laughs) Yeah. As it always does. And you, you can't unsee it. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, once it comes up, That's Mm -hmm. why I truly believe that even though sometimes things feel that they are like coming at us and we feel all this pain and all this density, I've come to love these things that show up, whether it's people showing up to Mm -hmm. really activate something that is deep within me. Mm. And so I have an opportunity to feel the things, acknowledge the things and to choose something else because we are such powerful conscious creators. And if we literally can use our consciousness to create and experience what it is our soul came to experience, but there's also a process of letting go all the things that aren't that. So it can feel like a death. For me, there were several different cycles of this dark night of the soul that some people refer to it as. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I was dying at times because those identities and those parts were dying. Oh, wow. Yeah. I resonate with that for sure. I've had a few of them myself. And um, the last one I had was probably September, October last year, 2021. And I actually felt like I can't, I don't even know what is going on here. And I, every time I went into, um, like a visualization or meditation, when I went into the body, all I could really see and feel was almost like my hands clinging on to something. It was like the the ego was like, I am holding on for dear life. And it's, everyone talks about surrender, surrender. And I remember being like, I want to surrender. I'm ready for this. But there was just this part that's like, no, you are not. You are not ready for this. And it's like, it is that dark night of the soul, that chrysalis, right? You you come out and you're like, whoa, but it is like a rebirth. And so it sounds like, you know, you mentioned, how long ago was that then, Amanda? That was probably like seven-ish years ago now. And I had, it's funny you say that I had the same, I had another bout of it last, it (laughs) was September, October (laughs) for me last year too. And it lasted for, oh gosh, there were, it was trickling through December. Oh but yeah. Mine was, was like, like three months. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was a long one. And it, and I feel that what's kind of happening right now on the planet is that we're just being called and guided to mm-hmm. release these attachments. We were kind of talking about some things around mm-hmm. attachments. And for me, it's like really being able to feel this inner harmony and peace. And I know it might sound cliche, but it, it is a little bit of a roller coaster. I will I will be the first one to say that this is can be really messy. It can be yeah, I've cried sure. so many tears, but I wouldn't have it any other way in the sense that I've felt as um, it, it, the last couple of days have been really beautiful for me um, because it's still been even this month there have been other little mm. bouts of heavy emotions coming up. But when I feel these um, bouts of the clarity and the truth of what it really is it's like, okay, I get it now. I get why I'm doing this. And I get why I have chosen this because there was one point, 
I, I think it was towards the end of last year where I proclaimed, I said, I choose to see the truth. I am willing to see the truth, whatever that is from my highest perspective, from my higher self, from God's source universe, I choose it. And so ever since, ever since then it's like, okay. And then sometimes I'm like, why did I say that? Well, but, yeah. It, but it continues to show up because it is, it is, it is a testament to the power of our consciousness and when we do make these choices, it's like the universe does show up for us. Yeah. And I love when I read about you, it was almost like, this is what you're here to do. And I, I really relate. Like, I feel like I'm listening to myself back with so much of what you're saying. And I get this. And this is the thing about this the journey, right? It isn't all rainbows and roses and, you know, sexy it definitely is not any of those things when you're in that moment. And, and we see a lot of that on social media, you know, the images that look great and everything is filtered and everything looks like, you know, I just, I just connected with the universe and I just, you know, I called it in and there it was. <laughs> and it's not always like that. You know, there is parts that we can manifest when we were always manifesting, right? We're manifesting, but people don't realize that when they've got really I say sometimes you can be a bit of a shit magnet. You know, you're manifesting the shit because you're feeling like shit. You're talking yeah. like ah, really frustration and then you manifest more of the same. So we're always manifesting. But when we we take a highlight of someone on social media and we start to say, oh, you know, look at them. Their life is perfect. They're living in Bali or they're living somewhere really luxurious and everything looks perfect. And and then we start to compare and it's like, well, I'm not like that. You know, I'm a mom or I've got children or, or I, I don't have those things and therefore I'm not good enough. And again, comparison is the kiss of death because Absolutely. we start to compare. And this is what we were talking about before, Amanda, where we were saying your soul journey is your journey. Like the reason it isn't working for you is because you're trying to live someone else's soul journey, not your own. And the best thing that you could do is start to make friends with your soul, with your body, with your heart space, all of the things rather than living in the head, right? Oh, absolutely. I, you're speaking my language. And one <laughs> thing for me that's been really powerful is I was so disconnected from my inner child. And I know we hear this a lot in the healing space as well. And I, I just also want to highlight that I completely agree. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's not all the, you know, the whole thing of just love and light only. I mean, we've heard of the term spiritual bypassing. I'm not saying that, that we can't live from that space, but I do even feel when we're consciously creating and choosing certain things, if there's resistance or things that aren't in alignment, that stuff has to come up to the surface so we can release it and take mm -hmm. those inspired action steps towards what it is we're choosing. And so I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact that we'll be doing this deep inner healing work for our whole mm -hmm. lifetimes, because I feel again, we're at a beautiful place in the evolution of humanity and we're really laying these foundations for these new templates. So if we're not passing down this conditioning to our children, then that breaks the cycle in and of itself. And so I hear some people say, Oh, well, we'll just be doing healing work forever. Well, if you choose that, absolutely. you will. that's, <laughs> that's you're that powerful, but I do believe that there's a certain point to where, because I don't look at time as linear. So if everything is happening in the here and now, like, yeah, past lives are kind of, you know, that kind of stuff's fun, whatever. Um, and we can even tune into our future aspects because 
when we, when we um, tap into the quantum field, which is all possibilities, we can tap into those aspects of ourselves that are already living in that space of truth. And we can plant those energetic seeds. And then it's just a matter of being willing to let go of everything that's not that. And it just Mm. allows us to flow towards these things in such a beautiful way. And also sometimes the emotions come up, but they're temporary, like it's temporary. It's not permanent. Nothing's permanent. (laughs) Yeah. I I love that you said that nothing's permanent and actually they are temporary and you don't, and people do want to avoid it, but I always say like, this is, this is a short period that you go through but it's taking you closer to your truth. Everyone wants inner peace, but no one wants to do the work to get to inner peace, right? And I would never change it. Although I I feel like I know, I feel like I'm still on the journey, right? You know, every day I wake up, there is another day and I'm always learning and I've just started, you know, two new certifications and, and, but it's, it's an alignment. And I feel like, yeah, I love that you also said like past life and ancestral and yeah, I've done all that too. And I I think that, you know, you talked about the quantum and um, energy and and everything is energy, right? And people don't realise they have this freaking power to tap into. And I I love, and I I, I know what you're going to say, and I'm, I'm just going to say, because I, I think you're like, well, I, I think that you're like, yeah, I'm not sure you might not. But I love that when we teach, you know, when we show up as our authentic selves with no mask, that we are, you know, it's not that anyone needs permission because no one needs permission from me or from you. I want to give them that power back to you. You don't need permission from me. You do it anyway. But what we do do is when we show up like that, it gives others that permission to go there, to say, actually, I can do this too. And I say to people, I'm going to show you, no, no, I, I, and I'm going to ask you about your healing modalities because there's lots. I want to ask you so many juicy questions about. But I love to empower people and say, do you know what? This is this is what I do, but you can do this for you. You don't need to keep coming back to me. You know, sometimes we have blocks and we love people to hold the space. I do, you know, for someone that can take people on that journey and support them in a process, I also need to work with my coach because I can't often get myself there. So I I need that too. But I love that we show up and we empower people to go there and to learn it for themselves, not to think that I'm a guru or you're a guru, but actually to say, I want to learn from them, but learn how to do this myself. Yeah. I, I come, I, I feel like I'm talking to an aspect of myself because that's how I'm like with you. It's so great. (laughs) And I feel that one thing I've learned is because you hear a lot of people too, even in this space. And I I've said some of these similar things before. It's like, Oh, I want to change the world. I want to do all these things. Well, why do I have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders first and foremost? Because even simply by us just being in our light and our truth, that in and of itself sends ripple effects throughout the collective and that changes the world, that shifts consciousness. So it can be something so simple as like, you don't have to do anything exponentially crazy. You don't have to do all these things other than literally just being in your light and being you and being in that authentic truth. That That's like the most foundational thing that we, each of us, I feel, can do to mm-hmm. really 
bring about the change because when we're in that space, it's like we're living from alignment, from our heart space, and, and we're not living from this unconscious autopilot and programming. And, you know, again, it, it, it's even just having that awareness because the awareness also dissolves the attachment to the thing because once we know something, we can't unknow it. So it's like mm-hmm. when you bring the awareness to the different patterns and even the discomfort, maybe you tune into your body, maybe you mm-hmm. notice a behavior you can't unknow it. <laughs> you yeah. You, we've already brought the awareness to it. Yeah. And and it's that when you talked about the attachment and the awareness. And then you've got that almost green light to go, right, okay. And now I understand I don't have to be attached. I, I believe people, people believe they are, they need to be attached. People believe that their children belong to them my children, my husband, my wife, you know, they belong to me. Therefore the attachment is there. And I know this to be true because I was one of those people, Amanda. And I remember my coach saying to me, and I was talking about something I was doing, I was saying, yeah, but then it's going to impact my children. And she's like, why are you going there? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? I said to her, she's like, these are, they're not your possessions. And actually you're showing your children a different way. And as soon as she said that, it just needed someone to put a different perspective on it. But my conditioning was, I am fully responsible. If they are unhappy, that is my fault. I will ruin their lives, you know? And actually the attachment piece has been the biggest breakthrough for me realizing that we don't need to be attached to anyone or anything and I say this a lot but I I always repeat myself when it's worth saying (laughs) connection is beautiful attachment not so much I a million percent agree and it's it's interesting because I've had it's been a beautiful process because I kind of mentioned some of the things that with dating I would create these attachments. And it was my way of trying, it was like a false sense of security based on the fact that there was this pattern and this wounding around abandonment. And so I have done like it, it, again, maybe another layer shows up. I've come to just really love and appreciate because it's like a lot of it is my inner child. Mm -hmm. And so, but I feel like I'm in a very, very place of peace and harmony. And I just don't really feel this pattern in my body anymore. I don't really, Mm -hmm. I I don't feel that, I feel that a lot of it's been released. And so I have, um, my, my current boyfriend, um, it's almost been an interesting experience because I don't have these unhealthy attachments. And so it's so light and it's so peaceful and it's so hard. It's such a different relationship and energy around it because it allows him to show up in a beautiful way because I'm not putting pressure on it. There's like this, um, just it's less pressure and it's more of a flow based and it's so it's just, I don't, I can't even fully explain it because it's just it's energetically, ease, I don't and can't put ease. words to it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and do you know what? That's when you know it's soul-based because you can't yes. put words to it because your mind's like, I don't know what to say about this thing. And you're, you know, you're just like, it's just a feeling. Yeah. Enough. Exactly. I get exactly. it. I get it. And I really resonate. And, you know, we're talking about um, energy and connection and soul work. And I noticed that you are, you know, we've got quite a lot down here about you. And I'm like, oh, oh. Um, so I want to ask you about, you know, all the different healing modalities that you sort of tap into and that you use and that you connect with. 
And I always say to everyone, your way is the right way for you and always learn from everyone. So I really want to learn all about what you're doing because it sounds amazing. So talk to us about what is a certified energetic allergy? I'm saying that right. Allergy healing practitioner. What is that? So I'll start by saying that all the trainings and healing modalities, I, and this would be my suggestion for anyone listening. If you're into this healing work, I've made them my own. And that was one of the things that I learned through kind of trying to even just put myself in a box and be like, Oh, I have to do it X, Y, and Z. I have to do it the way that I was trained. And I have a handful of certifications and trainings that I've done, and I've learned something from each of them. And I've morphed it into a modality that I use with my clients and with myself. And it is literally just a compilation of all of these, plus my own connection to my higher self and to God, Mm -hmm. source, universe, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it. So I'll start by saying that, that I feel is just important because I've actually given my power away to different modalities and to different coaches and to different things because I thought I had to do it their way. And it's just simply not true. So I'm starting with that. I love that. <laughs> yes. It, it, it might save you a few twists and turns, but the twists and turns could be beautiful too. So it, it was like some beautiful lessons. Like I say, for a couple of the coaching programs I paid for, there was one I said, I paid 11 K for a very beautiful lesson. <laughs> Cause oh, sometimes that's just how it works there. out. Oh, Amanda, yeah. we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we've all done it. You know the eleven, the fifteen k. Yeah, uh, you're like, oh yeah, that must be really good. I'm yep. gonna do that. You're yep, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it works out that list. way. <laughs> so as far as energetic allergy healing, so basically the premises of this, um, Kimberly Carlson is. Uh, she channeled this modality, and her work is very beautiful. She does a lot of body work. And it's all around bringing harmony to the body and just being in harmony with everything. So the thing is, is if we're in harmony with something that we don't have that energetic charge to that thing, mm-hmm. for example, the frequencies of guilt, shame, and unworthy resonate with the frequencies of viruses and bacteria. So if we look at this from an energetic perspective, if we are holding in our energy field. Cause I think our energy, I feel our energy field expands way past our body, but our physical body is a manifestation of the things that are going on and the things that we have subscribed to and the programming, the stories, all, all the things. So if we are holding in our energy field and it could even be our family stuff, it can go very, um, so many different ways, but let's say, for example, we had experiences in childhood and we're holding these feelings of guilt, shame, unworthy, whatever emotions, but for the purposes of this conversation, we'll just talk about those. The viruses and bacteria resonate at that same frequency. So if like attracts, like, and we're resonating at these frequency. It's basically like a magnet to of each course. other. Yeah. And so when, when we have this distortion or these frequencies in our energy field, then we're more likely to attract these low vibrational things. And we have, I, sometimes I refer to some of these things as energetic software programs where we're, we're magnetic to things that resonate at the same wavelength, same yeah. frequency. And so the energetic allergy healing is all around bringing harmony back to the, whatever the energy is or the event. So 
we kind of think of it as a combination lock. So if you've heard of like the, the Pavlov's dog experiment, it's like you have the dog, the bell, the salivation, the food, all these things. So create this energetic imprint. So let's say for example, I use this example. Um, my mom has an allergy to chicken and Turkey and she, she hasn't, um, addressed the resolving of it, but I think it's kind of a, a cool way to illustrate it. But my theory on this is let's say, for example, there was an incident at the dinner table when she was a child and you have two parents that are fighting and there's maybe some energy of fear and she's eating chicken. Mm. And then there's, you know, maybe even like the dogs barking, there's so many things going on at the unconscious. And so the chicken is going to be associated with this incident, which can bring about an allergy because the body's rejecting it because it's like, whoa, what's going on? This foreign entity is associated with this traumatic event. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it can create an allergy, which is just an imbalance. And so I truly believe that we can neutralize and bring harmony back. And for like the specific Mm -hmm. energetic allergy healing, it's about kind of those combination. So what was it, what's all contributing to the specific allergy. And so that's a component of, of that modality that I do work with clients on. And I always start with not going into the problem because I want to make sure all listeners know, as I'm sure you do, you're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. So when we're coming from this intention, Oh, I got to heal, heal, heal. I, I, I prefer to, and this is how I uh, work with people coming from that structure and the identity of I'm choosing health and vitality. And so we step into that energetic and that version and aspect of you that's already there and already experiencing health and vitality, imprinting and planting that intention. And then we can address secondarily the, the healing piece of what is causing resistance to you being able to live in that energetic frequency of health and vitality. And so we can bring up all the things and it could be many layers for me with my relationship stuff. Again, I, I was really releasing all these layers for a handful of years, because if we think about it, I'm 32. Now I spent 30 years ish, give or take 25, 30 years reinforcing all of these things and so it, it sometimes does take time and sometimes it's instant, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm totally here for miracles. I'm all about it, but sometimes, sometimes it can, you know, there can be layers to it because yeah. if we go, you know, if it's something that is so traumatic, it's like, yeah. we don't want to, you know, go into a healing crisis or anything. So it's, and that's why all the healing work I do, I anchor in the intention it's coming through my client's higher self and their own source connection. So it's all based on and guided by the client. And I'm just tuning into that field with permission, of course, and, um, being able to really assist that and, and tune into what, what I'm feeling and what I'm sensing. Mm. Wow. I love this. And I, I really, really resonate. And I, I also resonate with what you said around the different healing modalities, because you have so many certifications. Um, certified magnetic mind coach um you're also a yoga teacher yes yay and I've got uh, when I read when I read about yin I'm like oh I love yin yoga I get so many releases from yin I can go into a yin practice literally feeling fine and I move a certain way and there's this big release there's this emotional you know tears and and it literally can last, you know, 20, 30 seconds and then it passes. I don't label it now, whereas 
before I would be like, oh, what is that? What, why am I crying in a class? Oh, yeah. and now I'm like, it's just to move. I've moved this, you know, I've shifted this energy. It's coming through my body and I don't attach myself to it. But yin is, yin I find so healing. It can be so healing just going into a yin practice. You know, so if anyone is even like, oh, I'd like to do it, but I'm a little bit nervous about sort of, you know, spiritual healing and it, it, try a yin class to begin because, oh my gosh, it really gets you into your body and your breath. So yes. beautiful. Yeah. Um, Yin's beautiful. Definitely yin is, amazing. Yin is beautiful. I want to ask you as well about um, emotion codes. Um yeah, you're an emotion code practitioner and rapid recode. I'm writing all this stuff down. I'm like, I need to ask her about this. Yeah. This stuff. But before I do, I love that you said you just, you've done so much, but you've created your way because your way is the right way for you and for your clients. And that works for you. So I take it when you say that you just tap into, you know, intuitively, you intuit the client and just go with, okay, what's coming through? what's coming through for me and this client right now. Yeah. And I love that you bring that up because for me, it's continued to expand. Whereas before it was like, I I'd almost like, it was like, okay, Amanda's the one doing the healing. It's not that it's something much bigger coming through me. It's God source yeah, universe yeah. Like using me coming through me in conjunction with my higher self and the client's higher self. So it's, it's almost like I'm kind of part of me is stepping aside and really just allowing because some of this, you can't make some of this stuff up, some of the no. stuff that comes through. And usually that's just the I stuff know. that the client needs to hear. And that is accurate because the mind is, is stepping aside. And so that is something that, yeah, that I definitely really, really anchor in is that I'm just a pure, clear channel and this creation of sacred space. So whatever is meant to come through for the highest and greatest good of that healing so that it can process with ease and grace and, and all that good stuff is really the intentions that I anchor in. Cause I, I feel that intention is just beyond powerful. Intention oh, is the jam. <laughs> it so is even every day having an intention. So I know Amanda and I are really talking about energy and healing. And I talk about this a lot in the podcast. So the guys listening know all this and like know that I talk about this. It's, they're not going to be like, oh, are you on about? And um, they're going to get it. But also for those who just sort of listen, but don't sort of practice it, that's okay too. But intention, as Amanda said, even having an intention, as soon as you get up in the morning for your day ahead, you use that as your anchor throughout the day. Intention is so important. So, so important. Um, so you intuit really then with your clients as well. Do you then feel... I feel like I'm talking to a friend here. I know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just let Amanda and I have a little chat here as friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I intuit and I didn't used to trust that when I, when I was in the journey, when I started this, I, I've, I can probably say I haven't, I've been an intuit for years that I never knew and I never fully trusted myself. And so I got courses and certifications similar to yourself just so I could you know have those certificate but also I learned a lot I learned a lot and it's and I'm super grateful for all of my teachers and um and and the lessons that I've had and I've always had one that I go back to and I've, I've worked with her for four years and and she said to me because she is such an amazing intuit and she said Jill you know this like you you know you need to start trusting yourself 
But when I would feel something in the throat with a client or I'd feel it in, you know, in the stomach or I would be like, oh, I don't know, is this mine? Am I just got a dry throat here? Have I got a little bit of a cough? Now I just see it. I'm like, I'm feeling this in the throat. Does this resonate? And they're like, yeah, it does. It does. And sometimes they're like, no, I'm not sure, but I still trust myself. I'm like, leave it just now, let it land. And and usually in a few days or a week, they'll come back and see that thing. Yeah, it's totally landed now, you know, often. And I, I think it's that learning for anyone, learning to trust yourself, that self-trust, like your body, your soul, like it knows what to do. It's the mind that tells you you're talking shit this is crap. You're getting it wrong. Like you're amazing. Like what you can do, what you can tap into, what you can connect to and working with someone like you, Amanda, it must be so great for clients because you do have this really beautiful energy and, and, you know, you have a lot of wisdom, like you have a lot of wisdom. And although you've, you've made it your own, like there's so much that you have that, I think will help or or will definitely help um so many people. Oh, well, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you so much. That's I'm very very grateful for that. It's interesting too because as I continue to like my consciousness, I continue to kind of wake up and really step into my truth. It's like I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but you're like the more that I like know and the more that I'm awake, I realize the more that I maybe don't know Yeah, <laughs> because there's just yeah. like, when you open yourself up to the possibilities of like every, everything, like it's just insane. I, I mm-hmm. was kind of playing around with this, um, this principle with one of my friends and we were talking about it. We're like, gosh, foundationally, what if everything on the planet's actually free? And there was something that really hit in my body with that. Yeah. Like yeah. it, if everything, because think about if we strip all the structures down mm-hmm. and we're just like here without the structures, everything, all the resources, and even if our ability to connect with source and to even call in different um, energetic codes for things, it, the frequencies of things, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I actually feel like there's a lot of validity to that. So I'm even been playing around with that. And there was um, one gal, I was on her podcast it was about a month ago. And she's like, yeah, she's like, I've actually been playing around with this like energetic coding that got downloaded to me in a meditation for like this teeth whitening frequency. And I was like, there was something about it that I thought was so cool. So I feel like we're just even tapping into just even more stuff. It's like, wow, like what if that is mm-hmm. the case? And so everything else has just been a way that we've kind of been in this mental prison and we're really mm-hmm. releasing those layers. Like anything and everything is actually a possibility. It's just Mm -hmm. really the places where we limit ourselves based on the physical human constructs in mind. That's just blocking that because I, I mean, there's just so many, so many things that could be, we could choose whatever we want. I know people are waking up though. Like Mm -hmm. I see such a shift since lockdown, like for the last two years, my goodness, so many people are opening up their consciousness and you know you talk about spiritual awakening and um what was the moment for you with your spiritual awakening so I know that you said there was different things that were happening with relationships and you on you you discovered you know there was some inner child work and, and so on um what was there a moment was there that moment where you were like 
I need to leave law enforcement right now. I need to get out. I need to do this. This is because for me, it was that moment um, four and a half years ago. I was probably the worst version of myself. And I remember I, I didn't know anyone that meditated. Like no one in my network did it. And I heard that it was really good for you. And I'm like, I'm going to try this. I didn't tell anyone. And I did a YouTube beginners, um, beginners sort of 30 days to meditate. And I got up at 5am every morning and committed. And that was the start for me. It sounds so like, what? But honestly, like that was the start. And I got, it was almost like this moment of complete fear and terror, but this almost moment of knowing that I had to do it. It was like this light went off and went, you've got to do this. You have got to train in this. You've got to work through that your shit and you have, this is your purpose. This is your mission, your purpose. And I know without doubt that this is my mission. And I'd love to hear what your sort of moment was, your dark night of the soul, you know, when you went, all right, that's it. Yeah. So it's kind of two parts. So when I, before I left law enforcement, there'd been probably a couple of years where I was a little bit bitter about it. I knew my time was going to be coming to an end and I was afraid. I'll fully admit it. I was, I was afraid because it was again, like tied to all these things around like the worth being tied to the career and the labels and all the things, the external stuff. And so I was definitely, I was, I was afraid. And really when I left my career in law, law enforcement, there was a three month period. So there was actually a little stint I did at my family's business, which is heating and air conditioning. So I worked in the office, which was kind of a sidestep. So it was another way I was like out, but I was still kind of fully avoiding it all worked out perfectly. But so I left the career in law enforcement, which made it easier to leave the career in law enforcement. And then I started working for the family business and this only lasted a couple months and I was absolutely miserable. <laughs> I was, cause it wasn't in alignment. I was like, just, it, it was like an office job. And so now I'm doing something that was even more detrimental to my soul yeah. than law enforcement. And, and so I was just, yeah, like I said, I was absolutely miserable and I was, my home was actually in escrow. Cause we were going to expand the company, um, to basically like seven hours. I am in California in the United States. So to Southern California. And so I was going to be moving there. And so my home's in escrow and I'm about to move. I had just quit my career. I'm miserable. And <laughs> it was like the nudges from the universe still it was like, okay, Amanda, like you're, 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 you're making some steps, but you're not fully taking the leap and going all in. And so the nudges became screams and there was a situation that happened at work where I actually, I quit on the spot and I was just like, you know what? No, like, no. And, and I didn't know what was going to happen because here I am like quitting my career. I was remember, remember like it was yesterday. I'm sitting in my car. I'm like, okay, I quit. I quit. And then I just remember feeling like I was like, I was scared, but it was the most free that I'd ever felt in my entire life. Like it was like a weight lifted from my soul. And Mm. so I still ended up moving to Southern California. I absolutely love it here and started my business. And this was about, about a, well, I had been doing this for like on the side. So about a year and a half, but like officially about a year ago Mm. and just went all in and it was definitely scary, but it was like in that moment where I was almost like backed into a corner and it was like, the universe was like, 
kind Mm -hmm. of the nudges again, like became screams. And I was like, okay, I don't have any other option because my soul, every time I walked in was just, it just felt like I was dying every day because it was so, it was just so heavy and so detrimental to my soul. Yeah. And so that was when I was like, okay, I'm doing it. (laughs) Trust me, trust me plan. Jump in the net. We'll catch you as they say. I, I know that there's so many people that will resonate with what you just said. And they're like, I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. I feel shit. I hate going in there. I feel sick. And there's so much resentment and dis-ease. They start to get sick. I, when I was in corporate, Amanda, my hair used to fall out. My hair was falling out. I had like eczema over my body. Um, I had no periods. I just was so stressed. I had IBS, the classic, you know, you'd go to the doctor or oh, you've got IBS. I'm like, oh God, I feel like I'm being stabbed in the stomach every day. It was so painful. And um, I didn't sleep or anything. I just thought, this cannot be it. But I know that right now there are so many people that still feel because it's out of alignment, but you think you've not got a choice. I'm telling you, like, I'm not saying everyone could quit your job right now. (laughs) I'm like, why you told me to quit my job? I've got, I'm homeless. I've been there though. I remember like I had a pension company car, like security. We had this big mortgage on our home. I've got two young children. And I was like, oh my God, I can't. But I remember crying thinking I'd been offered another job for another, you know, private bank. And it was more money. And it was that, that was the test. That was the test, right? Because it was like a lot more money than I was on. And I was on quite a good salary, but they offered me more money. And and it was like, it was less hours and there was flexibility. And I was like, I'm so tempted. Like, God, will I take it? Will I take it? And the mind's like, take it, take it, take it. But the soul was like, don't do it. Don't do it. That was, this is your massive test. And I didn't do it. And instead, like you, Amanda, I went all in. And within three months, I'd replaced my corporate salary working part-time hours. Why? And I don't share that to brag, but I share that to say that was the universe saying, you've got this. This is it. This is it. It doesn't need to be hard. You know, when it's that freaking hard, we're doing it wrong. it's because it's out of alignment it should never feel that difficult I'm not saying life can't be hard you know life can feel tough shit things happen to good people but when you're choosing a job every day and you're going in there if it feels that hard it it's not for you and it's time to say right what does my soul really crave what do I really need what is the truth if there was you know no fear of failure what would I do with my life? You know, and I think if we can start to get curious with that, there's no fear of failure because that's the biggest thing that holds us back, that fear of failure. Yeah. And I want to ask you, you know, when someone comes to you, a client, and they're like, I'm really scared. I'm holding on to all this stuff. I want to make these decisions or I want to make this change in my life, but I'm so in my head. What do you tend to do with them to help them get out of their head, Amanda? Yeah. I think one of the first things is just taking a deep breath and like presencing into the body. And just, because the thing is, is when we're so far, like we talk about, I I love, you know, conscious creation and things, but when we're in the future, in the past, we're not in the present. And so it, in, in being in the present, it, it allows these emotions and these things and these part personalities and these worries and these fears or whatever it might be 
to really have its moment because it is scary. I've been there. I know. So it can feel very scary, but sometimes it's just like maybe that inner child or that part that's just like, gosh, I know, I know what my heart wants. I know what my soul wants. I know the direction I'm headed. I know what my choice is, but I'm afraid I'm scared. Like it is really like taking a moment or maybe it's going to be like for me, like I went through periods where I, you know, I had guilt come up because I was done working at a certain time. And I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm not putting in an eight hour day. Cause that's conditioning too. It's like really mm. just allowing the deconstruction of all the things you've ever been told, because let's say we remove money from the equation. I bet you that the majority of the population would mic drop probably today and they would be doing something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I get it. It's like the money is a thing, but when we, when we show up in this way, it's like, we're, we're continuing to recreate from this place daily. And that's why the majority of society is in what I call it's modern day slavery because of the templates that have been put in place on this planet. And so a lot of people, like we talked about with this, you know, the last couple of years have really, the pause has forced people to notice these things. And it's the slowing down in the pauses and in the slowing down we're able to really pull back and take a moment because when we're in this hustle energetics and we're in this, like it, it's depleting, especially to the feminine. So if we're talking, mm -hmm. I think I'm assuming a lot of your listeners are female. Uh, so when we're in this hustle burnout and granted, there are some people that, um, you know, really do thrive on working and, and all of that, but there's a difference between us just unconsciously moving through this production, hustle, energetic versus really creating from a place of inspiration and alignment. And so it's completely different. And I feel when we take time for these pauses, it's just game changing. And one thing that's helped me along my journey is understanding my human design and my gene keys. I don't know if anyone here is, has, uh, is familiar with any of that, but it may be worth taking a look because it's just another way to learn and get acquainted with how you process energy and how your intuition works and how you respond to things. And it's just really getting to know yourself at a deeper level and trusting that knowing and knowing that it can be messy and that you can always pivot and choose something else. Oh, I love that. Love that you mentioned human design. And it's something that a few people have, have actually been asking about. So if anyone is curious, go check that out because it does give you an understanding and also your drivers. I, I, a friend of mine who also does, um, different healing um, and is trained in different healing modalities as well. And she does a lot of Akashic records and things. And she was talking to me about my key drivers. And she sent me this questionnaire a few weeks ago. And she said, fill it out, ask you funny questions about what would you do if you dropped an ice cream and all that? I'm like, oh gosh, one of those ones. You're like, what? And if someone else dropped an ice cream, what would you do to help them? So anyway, it was like five questions and I asked it and it told me what my key drivers were, like almost like my, my, like what's completely in me and I read the definition and I'm like oh my god that is me that is me and it allowed me to understand how I can adapt in certain situations and how others can um and it, I often we expect well why don't they get that why does my partner not understand me why why does my friends not understand actually you know their human design their drivers 
whatever that is, is unique to them. But that doesn't mean that we need to sit with it and say, well, this is me, never changing. And everyone has to accept me. I love that you said we can pivot. We can get to decide the path that we that we want to be on, that we are, are choosing. And we're always choosing. We think things are being done to us. And I, I recorded an episode earlier again about this around taking 100% responsibility. So even though things can feel tough and you can feel like things aren't going your way. And as I said earlier, life can be tough and shitty things happen to really good people, but it's really important to take 100% responsibility. So whether that's in your relationship with your partner, in your business, in your job, um, with your health, um, on your healing journey, and um, with even if you're holding on to resentment, frustration, whatever that looks like for you, it may not be your fault, but it is your responsibility to take that action and understand how you can start to navigate and move forward rather than waiting for someone else to come and save you or to chap on your door and say, here you go, here's that thing, because it's never going to happen. And I, I always sound quite blunt. That's why I call my Monday episodes Monday Love Punches, because they're said with love, but they're pack a bit of a punch. But it's true, right? Like you weren't happy where you were, Amanda, and you made that decision and it's paid off, right? And I truly believe when it's in alignment and it is your truth, you cannot get it wrong. You can yeah. You can't. It's impossible to get it wrong. Maybe you'll lose relationships along the way, but they weren't true anyway because they're loving half a version of you. They're not really seeing you and your true essence of who you are. And so I I just think and I feel like I'm seeing shifts now, but I still see people trying to be, even in, in in our world, in the personal development world, trying to be more like X person or Y person who has like, 500,000 followers and you know everything looks amazing and I'm not and this isn't a criticism that's amazing however don't compare yourself to that because that is not easy to get that and if you're looking for that and you're thinking that that is the key to happiness you're going to be disappointed that's their key that's not yours don't put your key to happiness in someone else's pocket like so so important and um soul alignment Right. So I we're talking about soul alignment clearly. And I would love just to sort of get your definition of soul alignment. What's your definition of soul alignment, Amanda? Oh, I love soul alignment. It's one I actually had someone tell me it's not all about soul alignment, Amanda. Like sometimes you just gotta like do the things you don't want, which I'm like, no, for me it's always about soul alignment. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> there's human things we have to do, but so I feel that soul alignment is just our connectedness with our higher self and our highest, like our 10 out of 10 absolute yes. And so when we're in this energy of soul alignment, it's just this expansiveness. And again, like sometimes, you know, like we've talked about throughout this episode, it's, it's like, you know, not everything is perfect. Not everything is sunshine and rainbows. It can be a messy process, but when we're in that place where our yes is a yes and our no is a no, and we're really in a place of loving ourselves and trusting ourselves, 
it just really shifts things and the external reality starts to shift. And so for me, it's, it's that inside job and it's this co-creative process with the universe, because in my humble opinion, you are God, you are a unique expression of God, God, guys, I love it. Your smiles. Yes. Um, I love this. Yes. I agree. 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 Yes. So if you are God and you're a unique expression of God, then it's working with this energy and peeling back all the things that aren't that again, as the secondary. So, you know, maybe even so, so simple as starting out with, with really, um, writing down, like I choose, I choose a life I love and writing down what that looks like, or I choose to embody my true essence and what, what writing down and then feeling into that because we can't, you can't fake frequency. So if you're tuning into this energy and stepping into that version of yourself, once again, that's already in alignment, that's already chosen it because all the timelines are all available. And so what this does is when we are in this alignment, it creates this space for the universe to rearrange itself so that this can actually show up in the physical. It happens first within, and then you experience it without. And so it is a process because the thing that you maybe even think is in alignment today might not resonate tomorrow. And that's part of evolving as a soul. And usually too, I feel it's important to tap in even deeper because sometimes the thing that we think we want is, can be an ego or an unconscious, um, thing that isn't really that it's more kind of like a, you know, a part personality where we say, Oh, I would just love to have this car. It's like, well, let's go like deeper. Maybe, maybe you just want to feel this energetic of abundance mm-hmm. and you just want to feel this energetic and you choose this, you know, abundance of love in your life. Like sometimes I, I, um, really urge people to go a little deeper on that because again, there can be layers, like usually with like a why there's seven other layers to, yes. to go deeper on it. The seven wise. <laughs> The seven yeah. wise. Ask, oh yeah, that ask, is a thing, huh? That's ask a thing. seven times for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why? And by the end of it, you're bawling your eyes out. It's not even the thing you thought you wanted. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because again, if it goes down to we're we're in we're having a human experience, and so mm. there's I I love the the whole idea and of actually like being here in this physical body, because I do believe we chose to be here. And so I think sometimes it can kind of get away from us to where we can fly off into the ethers and all these things. But I do believe that we are meant to experience it. Like, I think what is it? Abraham Hicks, it's the feel it, taste it, touch it, all the things. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. And maybe you do want to manifest a mansion or a car, like do your thing. Yeah. But I, I just believe that it's like, when we are able to tap into what is our innate truth and what is that 10 out of 10? And are we avoiding something else by thinking we're choosing this thing, but we're really avoiding this wounded part. So there can be so many different layers. And I would just suggest and recommend for you to kind of tune into what your truth is on how you really go deep on this. That might be meditation. That might be journaling. It might be going to a yoga class. It might be going to the beach. It might be taking a day off. Like it's so personal on how we tune into these things. For me, it's um, meditation and really connecting to my higher self and, and to like intentional connection to source. And really just when I do tune into these things I'm choosing to create, I leave space for the universe to show up in a m- even more beautiful way by saying this or something that I couldn't even imagine that's even more expansive than this thing yeah. that I think I want right now. 
So mm-hmm. I love that. I remember when I first started doing the whole manifesting things with the vision boards and vision boards are great, you know, definitely I'm a fan. I, however, I, I first started doing it like four, four and a half years ago and I manifested like everything on the board. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I've got this new stuff. And now it's so interesting. I feel like so much has shifted for me. The things, you know, sometimes when I'm like, what do I want to manifest? I'm like, I don't know about the stuff now. Like, I don't know if I want the stuff. Yeah. I just, it's not about that now for me. And I, I, I have this love, like, I like this relationship with social media where I go on it. And then I'll go out, I'll go AWOL for like a month. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really feeling that. And people will say, you know, well, you want to grow your business? I'm like, yeah, sometimes when I just come off it, that's when all the clients come. And that's when the opportunities come, when I'm actually in the being, not in the doing. It's just so interesting because I love that you said everyone thinks they want more stuff. I need more stuff. But when you get underneath that layer, you want inner peace. You want that, you want inner peace. You want to feel like unconditional love for yourself. You want self-forgiveness. You know, you don't want to hold shame anymore. You want to be able to go to those shadow parts of yourself and love them all. Like really love yourself, like love yourself to the point that you love what you see beyond what you see in the mirror, beyond the physical, all of it. You wake up and you're like, holy freaking shit. I am so grateful to be here for another day on this planet. That is gold. Then we're not looking for the stuff. We're not focusing about the stuff. The stuff is a byproduct because we're at that frequency. So whatever we choose to call in, should we say, you know, we can get it if it's in alignment, but we're we're just not attached anymore. It's just not that thing for me now. Um, Girl, I'm with you. I I was actually thinking like, because my lease is up in June. I'm like, I just want to throw a lot of my stuff away. It's so bizarre. Yeah. that consumerism template is also tied to that hustle energetic and the productivity, because it's like, again, it's like, it's all entangled in this thing where you got to like work so hard. And then you're consuming the sense of you're buying your house, you're paying your mortgage, you're consuming all the material items and vehicles. And then you have a car pay all these things that just keep you bound to the Mm -hmm. consumerism hustle cycle, where if we go into that space of what is true for me what is my highest 10 out of 10 hell yes that is where the gold is at (laughs) oh so we all need to be like for everyone listening what is your 10 out of 10 like really get into that space put some nice music on or get out in nature find that space where you can really connect to your soul and ask yourself that question what is true to me what is my 10 out of 10 and then ask yourself why why, 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 why? Ask it seven times. Then you should, if you persevere with it, because your mind's going to go, this is stupid. This is silly. I'll go and make a cup of tea. I'll turn on Netflix. <laughs> but if you can sit with it, maybe leave, go back to it, keep coming back to it. You get there, like build up that trust muscle within yourself so that your body starts showing you so that your heart and your soul start you know, giving you the answers that you're searching for. The heart never lies. The mind will always lie, you know, but the heart never, never lies. And the more that we can go in and connect to that, the more trust, the quicker you'll be able to drop in time and time again. And the answers start to come. It's really so freeing when we start to embody self-trust, everything just happens. And I, 
oh my God, I've just loved to, I could talk to you for hours. I feel like we need to get you back on. <laughs> Likewise. I love it. I'm, I would love that. And you're more than welcome on my podcast too. Yes. Have conversations. I love all everything about this. So yeah, yes. for sure. <laughs> so much. So Amanda, before we wrap up, what are you up to over the next few months? So as far as, let's see, I have, so I started a group about a mm-hmm. month or so ago and I do this type of energy work in, and I call them essence activations and recodes. So some of the stuff I was talking about around the stepping into the truth of the soul and the creations and really, um, coming at the healing work secondary, but there's healing work component to it. So I do those in a group setting and I do still, um, do one-on-one sessions. So those are some of the main things uh, along with podcasting, which is like my first love. I'm like, I just, uh, part of what I'm like moving towards, I'm like, I just want to podcast every day (laughs) because I just love having these types of conversations. And, you know, again, if anyone, anyone listening, it's like, maybe you'll take one thing, maybe you'll take 20. And it's just, I I just Mm -hmm. feel that these conversations are just so expansive and I just love everything about meeting new, beautiful people. And so, yeah, so those are some of the things that that you're up to have. Yeah. And so if someone wanted to, someone wanted to join your group, how would they do that? How can we, how can we get hold of you? Yeah, it's so the group is called Embodied Essence. And um, if you are listening and you want to just join a session, I would love to just have you for your first session, like no obligation, but it is like a a monthly thing. So you can just reach out to me either on Instagram, which is just my name, Amanda Monier, or through my website, you can email me, whatever, whatever resonates. So yeah, just hit me up and let me know. And yeah, we'll get I love that. I'm going to drop all of your links. Thank you. So all much. of your links so that all of our listeners can connect with you. And um, that's so kind to offer the first session. I mean, that's so generous. I know there's just going to be a lot of people be like, oh my God, I want to do that. Yeah, I, I want to do yeah, it. I want to do yeah. it. I'm like, yes, of course. Yeah. So this month of March, my brother's getting married. So um, the sessions are going to start up in April. So I did it a little Love differently that. this month, but in April, the sessions will be starting up and they'll be weekly. They're weekly sessions. So Uh, I would love to, you know, anyone who's interested in trying this type of energy work, the conscious creation and, and, um, the, it's the recode, it's a a recode basically, which is, I have some information on my website and I actually just recorded a podcast episode uh, about a little bit more about it too. So, well, what I'll do, if I get the link for the podcast episode, I'll drop that in the show notes of this as well, so that everyone can have a little listen to it. Um, And so this episode is going to be going out in April. So perfect timing. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, Amanda, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Yeah, thank really. you so much, Jill. I love thank it. I know you. I feel like this, yeah, are are definitely, I don't feel like this is the first time we've met. No. I feel definitely a very strong connection to you. Like I, know. I mean, we're all connected, but I, you know, there's those connections where you definitely feel that you're talking to another aspect of yourself. So yeah. it's always an extra amount of fun. So for sure. Yeah. Oh, thank you so, so much. Thank you. And thank you everyone for letting me share some of my, my, my stories and whatnot. (laughs) Oh, it's been amazing. Amazing. 